HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Fairway Market, like no other market, a New York City institution that sells the best local, national, and international artisan foods for prices that can't be beat. For more information, visit fairwaymarket.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, hey, you're listening to Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Kathy Yarway, and we're here on a kind of gloomy-looking, rainy, drizzly Monday in Brooklyn. Uh, We're here at Roberta's Pizza, the home of Heritage Radio Network, and I'm joined by a wonderful cookbook author, restaurant consultant, chef, and uh, just multi-talented foodie expert of all sorts of food. And uh, she's known for Japanese cooking. Her first books were the Jap- wait, the Jap- Hiroko's Japanese Kitchen? Uh, the no. Japanese Kitchen. The Japanese Kitchen. And also the Sushi Experience. And she has a new book out. And it's called Hiroko's American Kitchen. We have Hiroko Shimbo. How are you? Hi, Kathy. Thank <laughs> you very much for having me. Well, today. thanks for coming here. I'm so excited about this cookbook because it's um, it, it kind of really spoke to me. It's kind of like what I do when I play around with Asian ingredients in American foods. Is that is that correct? I mean, am I wrong here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no that, that's uh, really correct. Uh, I just wanted to extend Japanese flavors mm-hmm. to uh, into American kitchen means uh, using Japanese flavors techniques. Mm-hmm. And uh, use the local, available, seasonally changing ingredients. Right. Uh, and, you know, in this globally obsessed food culture, I think we're not the only ones here. Definitely. Right. right? Correct. <laughs> but hopefully, um, you know, it's, it's a lot. Um, I, I don't know. Your book is so interesting because you have these uh, traditional sauces and you talk about why and, you know, where to get the best kinds and, and how to put them together in, in flavors that are pretty traditional. And it's not just about grabbing a bottle of soy sauce or some sort of pre-mixed teriyaki sauce. Uh, you go a little more in depth than that, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, just to simply, I 
don't uh, go for uh, already bored things, mm-hmm. which I, uh, I see, I always read the label, ingredients uh, label, and find uh, something which I don't like it or mm-hmm. I uh, don't need it. If right. you make it, even the, the sauce by yourself, right. you are sure that this is good for you. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, if you make a large batch, then yeah. your whole week or two months or one month is just uh, uh, very easy to... Yeah. That's true. You can keep them in little mason jars or something in your fridge, and they they stay just fine. Exactly. But I, I think that maybe I mean a lot of people just don't know what's inside that bottle of teriyaki sauce. But your, I mean, not that there's teriyaki sauce, but some of the sauces in your book, like the spicy miso sauce, it has sweetness and and savoriness and tanginess all in one. It, you just kind of break down every ingredient, and then we get it. Right. Yeah. Right. So you've been living in America for over a decade, right? Yes, um, uh, 13 years. So I kind of, yes, I, I am a New Yorker. Right. <laughs> but uh, so. And uh, what made you move to New York? Because you were a chef in Tokyo. Well, no, that. I was teaching. Mm-hmm. I was a, a teacher, cooking teacher. Okay. Uh, the reason why, maybe uh, one big reason is I married to... American. Okay. Uh, we it. met in Japan. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is not because I wanted to come to here, but it just happened to. <laughs> you, you didn't want to become, you know, take be. the food scene by storm and, and, and be like, hi, I'm Hiroko. This is what you need to cook, <laughs> Japanese. I, I know you do a lot of consulting for uh-huh. magazines and, and various uh-huh. restaurants and companies that are looking to, to get some authentic uh, tips on Japanese uh-huh. food. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, some university dinings uh, as well. Oh, really? Well, today, Japanese cuisine uh, was perceived by the students as one of the most uh, kind of uh, attractive. Oh, uh, oh wow. Uh, they didn't have that in my <laughs> So, so uh, now, uh, uh, sushi, well, sushi means inside-out role, that's an American creation, Uh, can be seen any place, any universities, Uh, ramen, uh, uh other noodles like soba, udon, or maybe some teriyaki kind of things. Right, like a stir-fry of noodles or something. Yes, right. Um, And the inside-out role is the one with the rice on the outside of the nori, the seaweed. Exactly, inside. And that was called an American roll or like the American variation of a a maki roll because Americans didn't like the sight of seaweed? Uh, Yeah, that kind of role was introduced to here or west, west coast, L.A., in the early 1970s. Okay. And maybe back then, the quality of nori, mm-hmm. the black sheet, was so bad. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and then it was just, uh, they, uh, uh, here they in, fell apart. Well, <laughs> they didn't <laughs> fell apart. But uh, to start from black, mm-hmm. something black food doesn't have much appeal here in oh. America. Right. Plus, uh, nori has a kind of a sea breeze, like uh, smell. Uh, fishy smell. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the pe- people disliked, so the chef uh, just uh, made it uh, reverse, and then here everyone loves. Yeah, 
That's pretty clever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's so crazy to think that only in the 70s sushi really became popular. Here? Yes, in America. Now uh-huh. it's like a pizza.、Uh, it's absolutely. And now it's in, in universities and colleges. Yes. Not, not the one I went to, unfortunately.、Uh, maybe、uh, back then <laughs> <laughs> they didn't, but I'm sure now、no. they should have. Have、oh、it. my gosh. So I'm a fan of making、uh, maki rolls, or, you know, I make them the right side out <laughs> just because it's easier than dealing with sticky rice on my surface. Okay. Um, but um, um, I, I usually just put like fresh veggies or whatever I have, maybe some leftover tuna salad or something inside them. Uh huh. Yeah. Do, is, is this something that uh, uh, people would make at home in Japan? Lot too, or is、uh, it more like a, a restaurant, like a sushi bar specialty? No, actually, this kind of maki、mm-hmm. uh, it is a home dish.、Yeah. So, mothers make for kids a bento box、oh, okay. or lunch box、right. or some party or、mm-hmm. something、uh, very doable, easy. Yeah, but when it comes to nigiri,、uh, small rice. Rice the, balls?、Uh, rice balls with、yeah. fish on top. Oh, nigiri All those, sushi.、Okay. Yeah. These are just left for the professionals. I see.、Uh, I see. We don't make it at home because you need varieties of very fresh, fresh fish to start、that? with. Yeah. Right. So it's like a, a seafood market, like, you know, you have to scour them every day. And, yes.、Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, that makes sense.、Um, so, okay, going back to your book, though. <laughs> okay, yes, we have to talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, your book is broken into chapters that, that correspond with four sauces and, and two stocks? Yes, correct. Okay, so we have、um, the spicy miso dressing, or sorry, sauce. That、mm-hmm. could be used as a dressing or a marinade and, and so forth. And then you have a, a white miso based sauce. Yes, white, white sumiso sauce. And that is very like, refreshing and yeah, it goes well. Yeah, refreshing and more fruitier,、mm-hmm. uh, kind of、uh, wonderful flavor. Yeah. And、uh, it can be used as a dressing sauce,、uh, marinade, cooking sauce, or can be just almighty. Right, you just pour it over some maybe some sauteed vegetables or something. Exactly. Very light. Okay.、Yeah. And then there's、um, a sauce that I think is,、uh, is, has a really nice name. It's the best, wait, what's it called? The best ever marinade? Oh,、uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Be- best uh, basting and cooking sauce, BBC sauce. BBC sauce, which I think is sort of more like what we're, we think of when we think of teriyaki sauce. Yes, that's、yeah. correct.、Mm-hmm. Uh, but my version is the Cleanest, the simplest.、Mm-hmm. The ingredients are only, I think, four、mm-hmm. uh, shoyu, soy sauce, mirin,、yeah. sake, or maybe、uh, sugar.、Mm-hmm. That's it. And there is no cornstarch to make it、oh. gooey,、yeah. or there is no other、uh, ginger or garlic, or ju- just very, very、right. simple. And、so、you can add those ingredients you want for whatever purpose you're doing with them. Yes. Yeah.、Uh, even it can be a wonderful dipping sauce、mm-hmm. or cook with salmon,、uh, cook with uh, pork, uh, mm-hmm. beef. Or, or maybe like a glaze for grilled meats, like a、exactly. yakitori style. Yeah, yakitori yeah. style. Yes. Yeah.、Uh, applying uh, uh, glazing、mm-hmm. while cooking. 
the possibilities are endless with each of these sauces. So what was your favorite ingredient, or I'm sorry, recipe in the book that, that you think really, or uh, some of your favorites? Uh huh. I like them all. <laughs> That's why I put them all in, That's a very in the book. question. Aren't yeah, I a brilliant interviewer? <laughs> Okay. Uh, this, what, what, what about like right now for um, this season, perhaps? Yeah, I have wonderful soups mm-hmm. uh, with squash or Ooh. kabocha squash. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, plus uh, now broccoli, broccoli is okay. cheap and abundant, mm-hmm. uh, and the, uh, the base is kelp stock. Okay, like a dashi. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, like a dashi, but without fish flakes. Okay. So much cleaner or easier to adapt and very uh, vegetarian totally. uh, very vegetarian yeah and so uh, we have um you know like the typical squash soup in american cooking is like a pureed kind of sweet butternut squash yes is is yours also pureed and sweet and right yeah and in here i think maybe kathy you can tell how how to make your <laughs> american version of squash soup Chicken stock. <laughs> okay, chicken stock, yeah. and start with some oil and the stir fry, onion mm-hmm. or celery yep. or carrot or something. Right, right. Okay, uh, the, the this is Japanese version. Okay, uh, no oil, mm. no uh, don't uh, start 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 frying. Uh, uh, yeah. You have a kelp stock. Okay, and cook leek. Mm-hmm. Uh, I add carrot. To make it smoother in texture, oh. uh, and the kabocha, which was already cooked in the roasted. oven, roasted okay. for and p- scooped out of the right, okay, right. and then just to start cooking them, oh. and just the cooking time is 20, 20 minutes. Wow, uh, everything is chopped, not fine but chunky, but right. And, and so the carrots and the leek just sort of boil into the kelp and along yes, with the squash, exactly. Okay. Then just uh, cool it and uh, put them in a uh, blender. Blender. Mm-hmm. Then I do one little trick mm-hmm. to make it a little more smoother and richer. Okay. So process. Yep. Add miso. Uh, that's a flavor. Ooh. Then li- little drizzle of olive oil. Oh, there's the oil. <laughs> but maybe to make one a quart mm-hmm. or two quarts soup, yep. I add just a half teaspoon or one teaspoon wow. of oil. Just a little oil, just to transfers the soup to something very <laughs> rich, upper, uh, higher, yeah, silky. Yeah. Or, yeah. Wow. So, oh, that sounds really good. So every process is very simple. Mm-hmm. And the flavor is very clean, and you can taste the veggies. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like being buttered down, you know, with lots of e- exactly, lots yeah, of fats and butter, and right, cream. masked by some oily, yeah, yeah, elements. Yeah, so so we don't see too much uh, butter or cream in your cookbooks, but just like you were saying, you you want to taste that clean flavor of the veggies themselves and let e- them shine. Exactly, that's the goal of any uh, uh, the pre- preparation of Japanese mm-hmm. dishes, and I have uh, just a wonderful winter short rib dish oh. in the book. Yeah, that sounds good. And the cook the short ribs in. 
just the sake mm-hmm. and the kelp sock. Oh, okay. So sort of like a braise. Yes, braising. For a long time until soft and tender. Right. That and sounds wonderful. Before, like you do, I sear a yeah. kind of a, uh, a brown mm-hmm. the short ribs. After, uh, always I have boiling water mm-hmm. uh, at uh, hand. So after browning, just pick up the short ribs and then do uh, dip in the boiling water oh. and do a little swish wash to uh-huh. remove excess oil and some oh. burnt bits. Right, right. And maybe some like scummy things yeah. from the bone. Yeah, perhaps. exactly, exactly. Oh, wow. I've never then, heard of that. <laughs> then cook them in sake and the kelp stock. Okay. And the good thing about this technique is, uh, this is applied to fish in Japan, is when you braise, you don't get much yaki form. Yeah, film, yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, that's so true. When you see a salmon that has that little, like, kind of foamy Yeah, yes, foamy stuff. Right, you never see that Right. So the And the broth is, uh, and the uh, short ribs, meat and broth has just this... Uh, pure flavor. Right, right. So a little rinse in hot water right. will do the trick. That's, exactly. I'm definitely going to take that to heart next time I cook because I don't always have the cleanest presentation. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're just, uh, we have so much to talk about, but we're just going to come to a quick little musical interlude and we'll be right back talking with Hiroko Shimbo. You're listening to Sprainerd Kruger by Knife Show on the Heritage Radio Network.org. Hi, I'm Steve Jenkins from Fairway Markets. I've devoted my idiot career to the old ways, the old recipes, the old tools, the old geography of where serious foods come from for centuries. And I've strived to make these wonderful things available to New Yorkers for 37 years. So it's a fait accompli for us to support Heritage Radio Network. And I hope you will too, and I hope you'll keep tuning in. For more information, please visit fairwaymarket.com. We're back on Let's Eat In, and today we're chatting with Hiroko Shimbo about her just-released cookbook, Hiroko's American Kitchen. And uh, I think this cookbook, I mean, certainly we're we're cooking more with Asian ingredients at home, but I think it um, also coincides with the trend that we're seeing now in restaurants and in trendy places. And I I saw kimchi on a brunch menu of this American restaurant that was not Korean at all, and I, I see these ingredients being played around with so so ecstatically by chefs that are Asian. I mean, to you know, in a vague sense, all sorts of Asian cuisines going 
um, into flavor. I mean, one example is this restaurant right around the corner from us called Momo. They have some like rolls and other stuff, uh, yuzu splashing here and there. <laughs> and, you know, you see, you see it happening more and more. So do you think, um, what do you think of this trend, Hiroko? Do you think it's, um, yeah, have you yeah, yeah. had some good examples tasted? Yeah, uh, I think it is uh, wonderful just to, to uh, the world has become so small and yeah. uh, everything is uh, coming to uh, here uh, in New York City and the chefs uh, can play with uh, many uh, foreign flavors mm-hmm. to produce something more exciting. Yeah, uh, and totally dish. different. Yeah, yeah uh, that, that's uh, wonderful. Right. And the chef should, uh, we uh, went, uh, went through the phase of uh, f- fusion. Some, mm-hmm. Sometimes we fusion the dish, what's called confusion, or <laughs> the chef should uh, understand oh gosh, the yeah. flavor or the char- characteristics of the ingredients which he is going to adapt mm-hmm. in to his uh, cuisine. If he has the control, knowledge, and... Right. It, it's wonderful. Yeah, like so experienced it in its uh, in its traditional dishes and uses and stuff before just kind of recklessly taking something and right going for it because uh, yeah, the, then you have more of a kind of a wink wink nod nod like kind of informed fusion or yeah. if you will rather than confusion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. But the interesting thing is uh, like uh, kimchi. Uh, which, uh, uh, Kathy, you mentioned, mm-hmm. before the Portuguese uh, yeah. brought chili to Japan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was 1523. Uh, well, and then Japanese uh, brought chili to Korea. Then they have been uh, using chili. Now chili is uh, one of the most indispensable ingredients in Korea. Wow, yeah. And before the chili... The kimchi was white, right, so right. it is uh, just uh, taking other ingredients from other culture. Uh, what uh, we have been doing in the right in the past that is a very good point. Right, but now everything happens so quick, and <laughs> yeah. then <laughs> sometimes we get lost. But yeah, yeah, or we maybe get too full of ourselves, thinking we're being very inventive when really we've been doing <laughs> this forever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's correct. Yeah. Um, were there any recipes that you were um, uh, writing for this book that you th- were kind of thinking, "Oh no, my Japanese relatives are going to shake their heads and, and say, what are you doing?'" Uh, yes, one. Uh, this is a chicken liver. Okay. Uh, when you go to yakitori restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, you know that they cook every parts of the chicken, right. uh, even including the bottom mm-hmm. <laughs> tails. and the tails. And the liver, chicken liver, is one of my favorite mm. uh, because of the richness of the. Yeah, uh, I, and the on the surface, and then you bite in, in and it's yeah, like, inside mm. it's juicy. Uh, but uh, liver is not much uh, as long as I see. Uh, not much fa- favored or uh, here. It's so, like it's hit or miss. Some right. people love it or hate it. Right. Yeah. So instead of showing the just a straightforward chicken liver with BBC sauce, uh-huh. uh, I thought, okay, uh, here people make pate. Yeah. So I flavored 
chicken pate mm-hmm. with BBC sauce. Ooh. So very the flavor is very Japanese. Wow. <laughs> domain. Mm-hmm. And uh, how it looks is completely uh, pate, uh, dif- uh, chicken pate, different. So th- th- that's a kind of, yes, how, how I. Trick. Yeah, that is totally because there's no pate or liver mousses in Jap- Japanese cuisine, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. She broke a few rules there yeah. <laughs> with that one. Um, the other one I liked that I thought was so delicious sounding, I haven't made it yet, of course, but I've been obsessed with wings lately, and you have this wonderful uh, chicken wing recipe. Yes. And w- which sauce was that again? So that was not BBC. Uh, I think super it was the sauce. Super sauce. Was yeah. It sp- okay. Wait. <laughs> I uh, think it was the spicy. Oh, no. S- well? uh, uh, BBC sauce. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Got it. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> now I am confused. What? Spicy? We Maybe. forgot to read the book with us today. <laughs> but it looked... I, I think it was the, the BBC one. Yeah, um, BBC was spicy miso sauce. Uh-oh. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, but um, I, I think that, you know, chicken wings and that kind of like snackable, crispy is so universal. Yes. And everyone's looking for a new type of sauce to flavor it up with. So this was, uh, yeah. to me, this one looked really enticing and really uh, approachable yes. for a lot of home cooks. Yes. Trying and to do something different. So um, I, I know that, okay, so this is a Hiroko's American Kitchen. What's next? Hiroko's Italian Kitchen or French <laughs> Kitchen? Or? or maybe Chinese, and I will use as a consultant, or I don't know. Um, no, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, just the idea comes uh, out of the blue. Yeah, interesting. And with this book, uh, the reason why I wrote this book was... I was working uh, busy, but I, uh, like you, I love to cook mm-hmm. uh, because in this way I know, uh, we, we know what we are eating. Right. So in order to shorten my cooking time mm-hmm. uh, every day, uh, I made the sauces and the stocks and I had yeah. time. So, and I thought, wow, this is just amazing uh, I can do it <laughs> simply and easily and uh, everyone should do uh, can do it right and uh, especially I I am now very very uh, much enjoying using American uh, local ingredients mm-hmm. and I go to Union Square, Square Market yeah and the vegetables comes uh, changes locally mm-hmm and uh, it's just uh, I developed my uh, big pleasure to cook locally. Mm-hmm. Was there any ingredient that you found surprising that worked so well with uh, one of your sauces from, from in season right now? In season? Actually, the Brussels sprouts were pretty good. Oh, I yes. I got to try some. Yeah. Yes, that, mm-hmm. that's uh, Brussels sprout, cabbage, mm-hmm. um, and like uh, kale, okay, co- collard, greens. They don't have or, kale in Japanese cuisine, do they? Uh, no. Yeah. So well, I discovered many more vegetables. Hmm. And 
So um, we have just a little bit more time, and uh, I ask this question with every guest. So I hope don't don't feel taken aback by it. <laughs> but um, what do you think would be, in your opinion, the most date worthy meal to you? The uh, best ultimate date meal. Ultimate day meal. Mm-hmm. Like a romantic candle at dinner, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Wow, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I have never answered to that question, so <laughs> it takes ages to think. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the best audience, uh, the best ingredients. Okay. And a uh, nice day. <laughs> a nice day. <laughs> okay, so weather dependent. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yes, or always. Uh, mm-hmm. Weather is very important to <laughs> make us happy. Or <laughs> right, right. Anything uh, you'd like to see on the plate? Uh-huh. Uh, to see uh, five colors. Okay. <laughs> colors are really important. Uh, yeah. Colors okay. is uh, very important. And actually, uh, this came from uh, Chinese uh, philosophy, uh, five elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, the five elements, uh, the universe is controlled, controlled by five elements. Wood, fire, soil, water, metal. So these, uh, none of these, th- they have to be controlled. Otherwise, yeah. you get the flood, you get the fire, or this kind of. And each uh, element is tied with the color. Oh, so yeah. with green, fire, red, mm-hmm. uh, soil, orange, uh, metal, white, and water, black. Mm. So if you have these uh, five colors, yeah. it's really a kind of mentally physically balance or satisfies your body w- wow. which is good to your health and like when you think of uh, veggies uh, green veggies uh, orange different color vegetables have different nutritional values absolutely so yeah. so make sure you have a good assortment of colors yeah yeah Huh. and then you're feeding your date very healthy too yes <laughs> I like that because a lot of people think that you know a date meal has to be rich and uh, you know really blow you away with uh, I don't know ju- you know sugars or something like that. But yeah, yeah, you're saying, sugar and yeah. Salt colors and yeah, colors. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I like that. This is an inspiration. Well, um, I guess that's about all the time we have for today. But oh, thank, thank you, you so much, and I'm already so inspired by all of the recipes in your book and especially the colored part I'm going to think about for quite a while now. <laughs> so definitely check out Hiroko's American Kitchen. You can also see Hiroko's uh, upcoming events and so forth classes at HirokoShimbo.com, right? Uh, Hiroko at HirokosKitchen.com. Ah, sorry, HirokosKitchen.com. <laughs> All right, thanks to everyone at Heritage. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.